Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I've done a couple stories about that uh, attorney out in California whose uh, career kind of fell apart in a very, very public fashion. His name is Tom Girardi. Tom Girardi. And uh, towards the end of his legal career, he uh, ended up somehow being on The Real Housewives, one of those shows. And of course, it's because of his wife was on the show. And uh, she was something like 20 or 30 years younger than him. But, you know, he was, he was a good-looking man for his age. And um, <laughs> coincidentally, he had a lot of money. And uh, allegations were raised that a lot of that money wasn't his. It belonged to his clients. And I've mentioned before that attorneys often handle money for clients. So if I settle a case on behalf of a client, they'll often send me the money that belongs to my client, and i got to pass it along to them. Now, I might be entitled to some of that money as a fee, for instance, but I still have to pass along the rest of the money to my client. And so Tom Girardi had been accused of mishandling funds right towards the implosion of his career. And so the Los Angeles Times did a series of articles on this that are amazing, and they're also extremely troubling, extremely troubling. And now... It gets worse. And so Gerard sent me a note and said, Steve, check out the latest from the LA Times on Tom Girardi. Turns out he faced more than 150 complaints before the state bar took any action against him. And that's from records that the LA Times got from the state bar. And this whole story is troubling. Not just Tom Girardi. What he did was bad. But What the state bar didn't do was really bad. And that's the thing. Um, To be accused of mishandling client funds one time would be a huge deal. A huge deal. And yet, 150 times or more, and they didn't take action for the longest time. And so this is a serious, serious problem. So Harriet Ryan and Matt Hamilton worked together on the story for the LA Times. State Bar of California received, eventually, 205 complaints against Tom Girardi, who in the area is considered a legal legend in Los Angeles. And 205 complaints alleging he misappropriated settlement money, abandoned clients, and committed other serious ethical violations over a 40-year career, the agency disclosed Thursday in response to a lawsuit brought by the Times. Despite the uh, multitudinous (laughs) concerns, that's my word, but I thought it fit, that began in 1982, the State Bar took no public action against Girardi until after his firm collapsed just two years ago. So all these complaints are being filed, nothing happens, nothing happens, and there were things going on behind the scenes, but none of it was made public. And that's the problem. If you're going to hire an attorney, you should have the ability to go to like the state bar or one of those attorney rating services and see if they have any professional misconduct allegations. And so if you go there and it says none, and it turns out they've had a couple hundred, that's a problem. That is a problem. So As his stature as a trial attorney and political power broker grew, officials closed scores of complaints against him without doing any investigation. They rejected dozens of others for insufficient evidence. And this is all according to records they got from the state bar. In 13 cases, 
where the agency did do something against him, it used non-public measures, such as a warning letter that left his law license and reputation in the legal community unblemished, and no one could find out about this stuff unless, like the LA Times, they sued the bar to get the information. And by the way, the only reason that the LA Times knew to do this was that when his firm fell apart, other people started coming out of the woodwork going, well, I complained about the guy, but nothing ever happened. So he was suspended from the practice of law in March of 21, and finally he was disbarred by the state Supreme Court in July. Now he's 83 years old, they say he's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and is in a court-ordered conservatorship, but much of the money is just gone. In a letter accompanying the record release, the chair of the bar's governing board acknowledged serious failures, <laughs> oh, and wrote, there is no excuse being offered here. Girardi caused irreparable harm to hundreds of his clients, and the state bar could have done more to protect the public. We can never allow something like this to happen again. Well, and you shouldn't have allowed it to happen 205 times either. And that's one of those things. When, when, when somebody gets caught doing something stupid, you go, okay, they got caught doing something stupid. Maybe they'll stop. When somebody gets caught doing something stupid a dozen times, a couple dozen times, you go, okay, this is clearly a pattern. This is a problem. How, how do we get them to stop? They're not going to stop on their own. When they do it 205 times, it's a very serious problem. And I'm talking about both for Girardi and the state bar. Because the state bar has now been caught being told that this guy is doing something wrong and doing nothing about it, or at least nothing of substance about it. This is a very serious problem. And by the way, the California State Bar is one of the hardest ones to get into because their bar exam is so hard. I've got very good friends I went to law school with who passed the California Bar and now practice there. And they tell me that, you know, supposedly things are really, really difficult because the, the California State Bar is on top of things. Well, they're on top of some things. Other things, not so much. So complaints to the State Bar are confidential under the law. But the Times, the Los Angeles Times, Petition the state Supreme Court for access to agency records about Girardi under an exception that allows disclosure of information of doing so is warranted for protection of the public. And by the way, the complaints to the state bar are confidential. But the state bar is allowed to sanction these people publicly, and that's what they're supposed to do. So reporting by the Times has shown how the politically powerful Girardi cultivated state bar officials, including executives, investigators, prosecutors, and judges, with free legal representation, boozy lunches, private plane rides, and invitation to glitzy parties, all of which were at least partly funded by money he'd misappropriated from his clients. And that's one of the other weird things that pops up over and over again in stories like this, or on, like, say, American Greed, where you talk about somebody who's just running amok, but they're doing with other people's money, and eventually they get caught. You go, well, how did it take so long for them to get caught? Well, they were dazzling all the people around them by spending money. And people have this fascination with money that they go, wow, look at all the money this guy's got, without asking the second question, where did it come from? Now, this guy was a successful attorney, and he had a lot of high-profile, high-dollar cases. So a lot of people would have thought, well, Steve, the guy handles $100 million cases, and if he gets a third of that, that's 33 and a third million dollars, right? Well, that's assuming that's all he took. If he took more than that, that's a problem. So the agency initially fought the newspaper's access to the records in court, 
but announced last month that a reverse course after concluding the disclosing of the records was more consistent with his current understanding of its public protection mission and policy of transparency. So they fought this at first, and then they reversed their position. Now, keep in mind that when you're dealing with the Bar Association, these people know the law. And the law said that they can keep some things confidential and other things they cannot keep confidential. The LA Times was threatening to litigate this. And so if they litigated this issue and it wound up in front of a judge and the bar knows what they've got, the LA Times suspects they've got stuff. If it's all put in front of a judge and a judge makes a decision, how is the judge going to rule on that? A judge is likely going to say, oh my gosh, you had over... 150 complaints before you did anything? Yeah, we should probably let this out. We probably should. The records released by the state bar describe the date of each of the 205 complaints, the general violation alleged, and its disposition. The alleged violations range from misrepresentations to the court, to failure to provide clients with accountings, to commission of unspecified crimes. But the failure to provide clients with accountings, and this is something that everybody should know, You are entitled to an accounting. You can say, I want to see where every penny of my money went. So they should say, okay, we handed you a check for this. The check we got was for this. The difference is how we are now going to account for you in this statement. So the statement will tell you where this money went and what we spent it on and so on. So of the total complaints, 155 arrived before the bar took action against Girardi's law license in March of 2021. After the headline-grabbing development, an additional 50 complaints were filed. Although Girardi became a lawyer in 1965, the earliest available complaints dated to 1982. Bar spokesperson said the agency has no available records to determine whether or not there were complaints that predate this. So there may have been complaints before that. They just don't go back that far, apparently. Uh, Girardi stole at least $14 million from clients in the last decade of his practice, according to a bankruptcy trustee, and nearly 60% of the complaints filed concerned his handling of money in bank accounts meant to safeguard funds, which is the trust accounts that the state bar mandates attorneys to have. So I actually have a trust account, and if someone sent me money that belonged to you, but they made the check out to me, I put the money in my trust account with your permission, And then I cut you a check for your money. And so the trust account is simply the conduit, but it's not actually my money, okay? So the allegations about missing funds date to the early 1980s and are consistent with allegations that Girardi had a long-running practice of using settlement funds for his own purposes. An Illinois federal judge this week wrote in a ruling that Girardi was running a Ponzi scheme with client money. So... He wasn't doing the Ponzi scheme in the essence that he's having people invest with him. But what would happen is money would come in for his clients and he'd spend it. His client would go, where's my money? And he'd go, oh, hang on a second. He'd settle a second case and, and, and rob that plaintiff to pay this plaintiff. And eventually he got so far behind he couldn't keep up with it. Uh, one complaint disclosed concerned Christian Keith, a teenager who suffered a catastrophic brain injury in a car accident. Uh, on the PCH in 1985, representing him, Girardi won a settlement of more than $2 million. Records reviewed by the Times show the lawyer promised the young man's family he would use the settlement money to purchase an annuity, but he never did, which resulted in a huge tax bill and lingering questions about where the money had gone. And here's another thing. 
I saw this excuse pop up several times in previous stories with the man. He said, oh, I've got this money for you. I'll invest it for you. And I've not seen any indications that he was any form of, uh, you know, licensed investment advisor or something. And so a lot of people, unfortunately, think, well, I'm talking to an attorney. And so obviously the attorney knows the law. He wouldn't break the law, would he? Well, if he'll steal your money, he'll pretty much do anything. Mr. Girardi took possession of $2,015,000 and used it as he saw fit, paying himself $500,000 without court approval. The family's new attorney wrote to the State Bar Investigators in 1995. The records show the agency closed the case four years later with unspecified non-public resolution, which the State Bar said could mean a private agreement in lieu of discipline, a private admonition, or a letter of warning. So they write you a letter and say, hey, this is a warning. Meanwhile, the man's mother said in an interview Thursday that the family never would have hired Girardi had they known about the conduct reported to the state bar. She said that given his handling of the money in her son's case, he deserved to be publicly sanctioned, not punished by closed doors. He should have been disbarred. If you steal a half a million dollars from a client, you should lose your license. There's, uh, this is not something that we have to discuss Hmm, I don't know. Maybe you should get to keep your license if you steal half a million dollars. No, no, no. <laughs> Am I emphatic enough? <laughs> if there is someone that is a licensed attorney, and especially has a big name, that should not be kept secret, the uh, man's mother said. Other people then fall into the same trap. She said that she knew there were bad lawyers out there, but Girardi wasn't one of them, and it didn't cross our minds. Meanwhile, Christian Keith is 57 years old and lives in a facility for people with brain injuries and is trying to get by as best he can. Though the Keith complaint was identifiable in the State Bar's records release since it referenced the case number and a caption of a malpractice lawsuit filed against Girardi, the identities of others lodging complaints were not discernible because the complaints are generally anonymous to other people. Meanwhile, an attorney for the Times said the newspaper would press for additional information from the State Bar because the records released noticeably failed to include any specifics or details about the complaints, such as the identities of the individuals at the State Bar who were responsible for handling them. So they're saying, hey, look, <laughs> it'd be nice to know the names of the people who filed the complaints at the State Bar. But if they thought they were filing those anonymously, that's, that's okay, maybe. But how about this? Tell us who handled the complaint to the state bar. Can, can, can we find out who that was? This information must be disclosed to the public to evaluate the performance and the steps needed to ensure this kind of serious failure does not happen again. Uh, meanwhile, the state bar uh, had disclosed as much information as we believe is allowed under the law, they wrote. The state bar's protracted failure to rein in Girardi allowed him to expand his national reputation as a courtroom champion for the little guy, sign up thousands of new clients each year, and become a force in politics and eventually pop culture. A major political donor, he socialized with politicians and judges, and was regarded as a gatekeeper for would-be judges across Southern California. One of his greatest courtroom victories became the inspiration for the Oscar-winning film Aaron Brockovich. And he uh, married an aspiring actress, Erica Jane, and calling her an aspiring actress is being very, very kind to her and being very, very mean to actresses around the world. Uh, and he appeared alongside her on the reality series Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. 
The uh, cozy relationships have drawn concern regarding him and the judges over whether his influence allowed him to elude discipline for cheating clients and colleagues. Earlier this year, the state bar revealed that it was conducting an investigation by an outside law firm into whether former employees helped Girardi evade discipline, and that investigation is still going on. Girardi's downfall came after a Chicago law firm called Edelson PC worked with him to represent airline crash victims. They alerted a federal judge there to millions in missing settlement money. Jay Edelson, the firm's founder, called the state bar's revelations stunning. Jay Edelson is an American hero. Okay, it always happens. It always happens that there's something happening bad that's not getting caught. And it goes by for a long period of time. And then finally, somebody steps up and goes, hey, there's a problem here. This guy stepped up. And by the way, I'll admit that you know he had money coming to him that somehow got diverted. And that may have been some of the inspiration here. But he knew that by calling out this attorney, he was going to get some flack for it. But who would have thought the guy had a couple hundred complaints against him by the state bar? What we know now for the first time is the bar was receiving a constant drumbeat of complaints that Tom and his firm were stealing money for nearly 40 years. The bar spent that time not protecting the public as it was established to do, but shielding his firm. The Girardi scandal prompted a state audit that found widespread problems with the agency's policing of attorneys, not merely with just the one prominent attorney. Released in April, the audit faulted the state bar for ineffective investigation, a reliance on confidential warning letters, and other non-public discipline. And a poor track record on preventing conflicts of interest between its staff and the lawyers it is supposed to regulate. So meanwhile, the bar has hired a new chief trial counsel, uh, a former federal prosecutor. Uh, He was the first top prosecutor of the agency in a decade to be confirmed by the state Senate. So maybe, maybe things will get cleaned up over there. Maybe they won't. But this is crazy because I assumed that quite often, you know, they say that once you find a little bit of decay, a little bit of rot over someplace, and you start peeling up the floorboards, you start finding even more decay and rot that was not exposed previously. And that analogy is appropriate in a situation like this because one guy calls them out and says, hey, some money's missing from these settlements. And of course, denies it never happened. A couple other people come out and go, well, I accused him of that also. And as they shine the spotlight on him and start digging Turns out there were a couple hundred complaints, and somehow they were not ever publicized the way they should have been. So this is an extremely both disturbing story and an amazing story. I've I've got to salute the Los Angeles Times for digging into this story. They had to go to court and file a lawsuit to get information for this story, and I understand that journalists do that from time to time. But that costs money, and and it takes a certain amount of willpower to say, I'm going to get involved in a fight with an organization like the State Bar of California and take them to court. I mean, they've got attorneys. (laughs) So what they uncovered, though, is 205 complaints uh, against him, alleging he misappropriated settlement money and a bunch of other things. It wasn't all stolen money, but, but a lot of it was. And 150 of those came before the uh, issues here that brought this to the public. And so you ask yourself, why would the state bar um, help sweep under the rug 
150 complaints. Because, you know, you do it once, an accident. You do it twice, you're being careless. You do it three times, it's starting to look like a pattern. (laughs) Do it 150 times, it's a habit. And again, I'm using those numbers to illustrate not just Girardi's problems, but the state bar's problems. Now, I'm not a member of the California State Bar. I'm a member of the Michigan State Bar. But I went to law school in Los Angeles. Uh, I have friends who are attorneys in California and Los Angeles. And I actually know attorneys who've worked with this guy or or at least uh, professionally have encountered him. Let's put it that way. And he had a sterling reputation that he didn't deserve. And so when you get sanctioned by the bar, it needs to be public. And if you don't get sanctioned after a couple hundred complaints against you, the bar's not doing its job. So what happened with Girardi and his clients is a train wreck. But everyone in California needs to now focus their attention also on the state bar and go, okay, how many other attorneys are out there like this that you let skate? And that's a perfectly fair question. You, don't, you, you can't say, well, Steve, you, you don't know of any others. Maybe there aren't any. If you screw up this bad on one case, people have the right to ask, how many other times did you screw up? Who else are you protecting? Because this guy right here, Tom Girardi, has just set back the legal profession in California in particular, but across the nation somewhat. And not just by appearing on The Real Housewives. Okay, that set back attorneys a bit too. (laughs) Although I think some older attorneys watched it and said, hey, if I got boatloads of money, I can get a young lady to marry me too. An aspiring actress. (laughs) That woman has a hard time acting on a reality show. So ask yourself how good of an actress she could be. But it's a great story, Gerard. Thanks for sending to me. We're going to continue to follow this. Tom Girardi faced more than 150 complaints before the state bar took action, the records show. They may have taken some action, but they did it quietly and didn't let anybody else know about it. From the Los Angeles Times, Harriet Ryan and Matt Hamilton wrote that. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Your experiences will be yours alone, but truth and best friendship will rarely, if ever, disappoint you.